What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Busy Sticks. And what a special week it is, because you're you're not getting just one episode. You're in two episodes of Busy Sticks here on the Geekiverse. If you like video games, you are in the right place, because that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Uh, also, thank you if you are tuning in to the live chat at twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse. We had some technical difficulties last week, but you know what? Fun is always the name of the game at the Geekiverse, and that is exactly what we had. So I'm Josiah Leroy with me. My right-hand man, Mr. Disruptoid, Mr. Baba Yaga, John Fick. John, we're not only talking video games today. We're, I mentioned this already. We're talking twice this week. This yeah. is, is arguably the bigger of the two shows, right? I, I, would, mean, I would assume so. I, I, my first question is, I'm doing this twice. Am I getting paid twice this week? Is my check going to be doubled? Y- yes. Got but it. But you get paid in... in um, the equivalent of Shroot Bucks, which I've been told is Leroy Loonies. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, I don't know. Uh, it's probably the newest cryptocurrency, but I, I'm interested to see where it goes. Whatever that, however so. that converts to USD, let me know and we'll, we'll figure that out. It sounds good to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, later this week, we are talking with Greg Miller, kind of funny games. You know him. He's, he's the coolest guy in gaming. He, he just always has been. One of our biggest inspirations. We're going to be chatting with him. Our live episode. It'll be a milestone episode, John. Our 10th. Oh, I just looked it up. Is that true? Yeah, it's cool. Greg I, Miller will be on the 10th episode of Busy Sticks. That's awesome. We'll throw a party for that. I'll wear, some, I'll wear a party hat. All sorts of stuff. And it's, it's, it's just... Um, it's crazy that they're like I finally saw it in in writing on kind of funny content. So they put out a, a schedule for patrons every week, and yesterday Monday they do their weekly schedule. And just to see Friday Greg podcasting with Community, I'm like, that's me. I'm Community. That's us. We're gonna be there. It's just yeah, super cool to like community. finally see that you know somewhere other than my inbox. Oh man, I, it's super exciting. Can't wait to do it. Uh, you can tune in and watch the show this Friday. Uh, it's gonna be uh, Twitch.tv slash. Kind of funny, funny games. games. You got it. Yep. And um, 8 o'clock Eastern time. So hopefully uh, you join us for that. If not, you'll be able to listen to the podcast wherever you download podcasts or watch it in review at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. Today, we've got a lot going on. Uh, last, last week, we had the bombshell of Microsoft buying Activision. Today, we've got some smaller bits, but they're juicy. They are. And they're really, really pertinent to what we like to talk about. For sure. And we almost weren't going to do an episode, an, like a, you know, a separate episode this week. Because like, oh, we got Greg coming. We usually record early in the week, but this one's late week. So we're like, you know what? It'll be, our, it'll be our weekly episode. But then we're like, well, first of all, we have to test our tech issues because that could be a problem. And second of all, there's a lot of news to talk about. So let's do it. Let's sit down. Let's have a chat. It's going to be a fun one. It is going to be a fun one, and, and and we just we always enjoy talking video games. John and I have a, a great time doing this, so to get in an extra episode is is a, a pleasure for us. Hopefully, you feel the same. Uh, so we've got Lego Star Wars finally, finally getting a release date. We've got one, two, three games in development at Respawn, all Star Wars based. Pretty crazy. Uh, also, we've got some new details on Blizzard's newest project, and we'll have a little fun with our year in review on PlayStation. But Ladies and gentlemen, video games are not the only thing at the Geekiverse that we love. We also we also love us some beer, a little bit of a, a brewski, if if you will. So what's about to be in our system here, uh, John? I'm just I'm going to jump in first, only because uh, I know it's my week for show and tell. We'll split it up a little bit. Um, I bought this when I was with you, my friends, oh. one of our, our favorites in uh, Western New York. So we've got the can right here uh, for the viewers at home. A little bit tough to see. But uh, that is Other Half's Double Citra Daydream Double Dry Hops Imperial Oat Cream IPA. Ooh, 
It's a mouthful. 8.5%. That's a mouthful. I could never say that without reading it off the can. Uh, this is a really good blend of everything I just mentioned there. If you like a hazy IPA with just a little bit of sweetness, this is the way to go. Um, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever had anything from over half that I, I thought was less than stellar. Right. So, uh, this continues the streak there. Gotta awesome. Say. Yeah. Very much enjoying that. John, what do we got from you? Josiah, if I were to ask you, what's the best deal in gaming? Easy answer. What's the answer? PlayStation. I'm just kidding. Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> it's just you don't have to think about it, right? Best deal in gaming. Xbox Game Pass. Best deal in craft beer in the Western New York area is a case of this bad boy. This is the Fiddlehead IPA. Uh, I think that I have brought over some fiddle. The second fiddle. It also probably had it on this show. Second fiddle, which is their double IPA, also very good. Uh, Vermont-based brewery, but the regular Fiddlehead IPA comes in a case of. A 12, a 12 pack case and it's like 17 bucks and when it comes to craft beer it's the best bang for your buck i love this ipa so much that's usually what i stock my fridge with along with a couple extra you know fun things new things but this is for sure the go-to when it comes to bang for your buck value um it's sort of a west coast style ipa like a lot of the stuff that comes out of vermont but man you go to consumers premier gourmet you want something to stock the fridge that's going to be a really really good beer not just like you know like a Southern Tier IPA, which is decent, you know, stuff like that. A really, really good beer that's going to fill your fridge up. This is the one. I, John, I, I want to say a few years back, they were at Consumers, like sitting in the, one of the ones on uh, on Niagara Falls Boulevard to like showcase yeah. um, and say, hey, you want to try a sample, whatnot. And I ended up buying uh, a case of that. And I was like, this is really good. It's and awesome. I have not had it since. Uh, so I've got to circle back to it. But I'm happy. I was like, they look so familiar. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. So, all, right. all right, man. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Pikachu. Mm. I had a casualty yesterday. I... My other Pokemon glass broke. I had two, oh, no. two glass. And it was the cooler one, too. It was actually a glass that I had broken before and repurchased, much like yourself. But I couldn't just go to the website. I had to purchase it secondhand. It was the Pokemon glass. It kind of looked like this. A bunch of little logos, but they were all the original 152 Pokemon. Every single one of them, like in their original sprite artwork, super, super cool. And I'd broken it before. I bought it when it first came out, and I tracked it down secondhand and bought it off somebody. Wasn't too bad of a secondhand price. I wasn't worried about it, but I broke it again yesterday. Knocked my phone over, and it cracked the edge of it. Brutal. It, it's, it's just short of tragic. Uh, one, of two one of two people, I'm pretty sure, were at your house. It was either Lauren, who breaks every glass known to man, or it was a frisbee throwing Tim Talbot. I don't know. It had to be one of the two. So uh, I think you were sabotaged, my friend. You got to change those locks. I'll have to check the footage. <laughs> uh, my money is unequal grounds there for both. Show and tell. Um, I kind of mentioned this last time we were together and uh, nothing crazy, but I got to say, I really love this thing. Um, I was well overdue to get a second dual sense and I pre-ordered this as soon as it was available right from PlayStation Direct. But if you're watching, I've got the Galactic Purple PS5 dual sense right there. Uh, it's coming through a little bit blue on the was, screen there. I was but just going to say that it looks very, very royal blue. So I really want to see that in person. Yeah, for sure. It's it's tough with my light right there, but this thing, you know, it's, it's your typical dual sense, which is a phenomenal controller. It's so nice to have a brand new one. Uh, I'd never 
realize every time I get a new controller how the thumbsticks wear feel. down. Like right. it's it's insane how textured they are in most cases, and I just take that for granted. So, man, one I think I'm going to get like a new control every year just to to kind of keep things fresh. Yeah. Um, one thing that you showed me that I had no idea about a few months back, you took a really nice in detail picture on your iPhone that showed. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have the PS5 controller and you're holding it and it feels like it's got that little bit of textured grip uh, on the left and right, you look at it really closely. It's all it's very hard to see with the human eye unless you have pretty good vision. Uh, but it is the four letters basically over and over again of the faceplate controller. So you got the circle X square and uh, triangle. And uh, I, that's a fun little Easter egg that I tell everybody I know about that games. And no, no one so far has realized that. And I love that little thing. Do you know that it's also in the inside of the panels as well? So mm. on your on your PlayStation, you know how the the panels go up a little bit above the, the above the black part, kind of looks like a little V. The entire yep. in, the entire inside of those panels is also the same texture. Dude, it's so cool. It's it's so next level. Like it's to the point where I <laughs> on some of my Xbox controls, I I've been like this now. I'm like, did they do it too? Did they do something? Yeah, no. yeah it's, it's awesome. I don't think so. But that is pretty freaking awesome. So enjoy my new dual sense there. Um, can't have too many of those laying around. You know, no. you, you never know. You know, you brought so. up Xbox controllers. Have you had any issues with your Series X controller or controllers as of yet? Mm, no, I have not. I've and I've I've played more PS5 than Xbox Series X in the first year here. Um, in the past, so the Xbox One, like really native controllers, I've had the. The triggers stick every once in a while. Just, okay. I feel like I, I grip them too much, but I've not knock knock had any issues with my Series X yet. This is my third controller, and I have this issue with all of them. And it, it, so it's when I pull the trigger down, it catches on the sidewall. So it, it catches. And you can hear that that click right there. Yeah. I'm just put. I mean, I'm yeah. pulling. I'm, so if if you just go straight down with it, it's not going to happen. But if you have any kind of a, a a pull to it, like pulling it towards the sidewall, which just happens naturally from gripping. I'm not doing it on purpose. But I'll be playing Halo, and I'll take a couple shots. Everything's fine, and then it gets intense, and I just grip a little bit, and it just grabs the sidewall and clicks like crazy. Some are worse than others. My original black one that I that I got from it, it's like almost every time I pull that trigger, it grabs the sidewall. Then I actually got that controller replaced with another black one because it had that issue. Then the left trigger started doing it and i'm like what is going on i get this one same thing so i just keep catching the sidewall i don't know if it's just the way that i'm gripping this thing i've been playing xbox since since 2001 i've had xbox controllers this is not really that different than the xbox one controller and i never had that issue with that so i just wonder what they changed in the plastic and, and why i keep getting that to catch on the way down and it's just uh it's been frustrating that's so weird i wonder if that is more common i, I you know from the listeners Visit us on, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Love to hear if you're having a similar issue, if you've so, got a Series X or S. This is an Xbox One controller. This is the Titanfall version. I, obviously, this came out when Titanfall came out. What is that? 2014? Forever ago? Yes. That this, thing's, this thing's eight years old. I can't get that issue to happen. I can't pull hard enough to make this thing catch on the side. So there's definitely a design difference with the way those triggers are are set. Um, minor frustration. It's not the end of the world, but like, you know, we're talking controllers. Yeah, that's annoying. Airing some grievances. You know... I know what you need, John. You need that Elite Pro 2. You think so? Hello series. Uh, <laughs> I have the... That's what I need. I want it so bad. If we're going to just keep whipping controllers out, I have the first-gen Elite controller. I, uh, the, I liked it for a while until I picked back up a regular Xbox One controller back in the day. And I'm like, you know what? The heft feels super cool when you first do it. And like it feels premium. And it is. It's a great controller. But I prefer the lightweight 
controller. I, I prefer the plastic. I have not used this in forever. It's a Series 1, so obviously it's not as cool as the new one. But yeah, the half that just like... I don't know what it is. The, the lighter version just feels better. So I've kind of swapped mine out and I haven't been interested in the new Elite controllers just because I know that I like that, uh, the lightness. Yeah, that, that's fair. You know, I, I've not, I've played with an Elite here and there. I, I don't own one. I've just kind of used a friend's um, from time to time and, I, you know, I enjoy it. But that, man, there's something about the beauty of that Halo one where I just, I can't. Oh, it's so good. I can't, I can't not, like, when that gets back in stock, I got a pounce on it. I'm still on the hunt for you, and I went to my GameStop. I didn't tell you this. I actually, I usually just go into that GameStop and just you know check the back shelf and you know see if they have one sitting there and do a little walk around. I actually asked the guy. I'm like, have you guys gotten the second wave of the you know the, the Halo Elite controllers? He goes, our store never got one. He's like, the only oh. person that I know who has one is my boss, and he got it online from somebody else. Our store didn't even get a shipment of them. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's crazy. That is crazy. I, I expect that to catch up at some point. Like every other controller. Um, that was somewhat coveted was back in stock or had different waves, whether it was the Forza controller or um, uh, the, the 20th anniversary 20th. one, which was yeah. hard to find at first. I, I saw it, that today, actually. You, you can get that for sure. I, I pounced on it in one of the early waves in December, but yeah, interesting to see how it play out. And that's part of the game, right? Some of the demand here. Uh, all right. We know what we're drinking. We know what's in our system from a liquid standpoint. How about, how about in our consoles? What, what are we playing, John? I, we talked about cleaning our, up our gaming palette, our schedule here before some of our, our most anticipated games of 22, uh, 2022 come out. So, so what have you been playing to, to hold your time over? Uh, yeah, I, I, wish I, could, I wish I had a better answer for you, but I am still kind of stuck in that paralysis from like, I know that some of the coolest games that I'm going to play in a while are coming up soon. Uh, Pokemon RCS is coming out Friday. That game leaked and is getting awesome reviews by the people who have their hands on it. Like, it looks like it's fulfilling on some of the promises that I was actually kind of doubtful that it would. So, so excited to play that game. Horizon is so close. They just dropped a new, um, certain outlets got some hands on time with it. So, I was watching IGN, uh, Jonathan Dornbush. He, he was playing and talking about it. I'm like, that game is so close. I just don't want to get involved in anything else because I'm just so fixated on those. Like, that's what I want to play. I want to play the new stuff. Um, so, I just been, I just been keeping up with my Mario grind, playing some, uh, some Bowser's Fury, chipping away at some of the cat shines, and, um, also, going back to uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, um, I never finished that game. I got to a point where I was just shiny hunting in the legendary, never actually finished it. I'm like, oh, okay, RCS is coming out Friday, might as well also pop that back in. So, just alternating between Pokemon and Mario on the Switch, that, that's really it. I'm, I'm doing a lot of the same. Uh, so, this, uh, this past weekend, um, Daisy and I were, were kind of hanging out, uh, Lauren was at work. So the games I wanted to play were really not uh, appropriate to play around her. So I was like, you know, what's in my backlog here? What's a shorter game that I can kind of jump into and not really have it weigh on my mind if I don't finish it? Uh, so I bought it three or four years ago, uh, but uh, it wasn't even out. must have been three. Unravel 2, uh, which I, I enjoyed the first one. It's a, it's a fun little game. It had some nice emotional elements to it in the, in the story that it was telling. So I played that game almost exactly five years ago. And I went on this, this shopping spree of small, smaller titles, maybe in early 2018 or 19, including Cuphead, and games that I haven't, uh, I haven't really taken the dive into. So this one I did. It, it's, it's a short five, six-hour game. Uh, it's got seven chapters. I, I beat the first two. Nothing crazy to write home about, but um, a little bit different dynamic than the first one so far. Cool. Um, speaking of that little binge you went on, I feel like I remember you buying Celeste during that time too. Did you play Celeste? I did not buy Celeste. Oh, okay. I want to say 
If it's not in Game Pass, it was uh, an Xbox Games with Gold. Okay. So I have it in my library. You haven't played uh, it, though? I, no, I've not played it. And I, it's funny because I was looking at the games in my library and looking at trailers to see what I wanted to. And that was in the running. Man. I know you really enjoyed it. If you yeah, if you get that hankering again to try something new or try something small, I just can't recommend Celeste enough. Uh, the, a streamer that I watch had just fired it up for their first time, and I'm like, man, I forget how much of an impact this game had on me. The soundtrack, the gameplay, like it, it's just it's such a such a cool game. I, I think you would dig it a lot. I and I take that recommend to heart uh, recommendation to heart because you know uh, the track record we have here. Right. Let me ask you this: Is do you consider it a difficult game? Um. Yes, but that's kind of the point, but not like from a Dark Souls sense. It, it is just, it's just repetition. The game tells you like that. That's kind of the message of the game. There, there's this underlying theme of not even underlying, kind of hitching the face with it in certain points. But like, there's this theme of mental health and and how you can do this. Uh, I think that one of the first things that that you get a little pop up says you can do this. Breathe. And the game is just really relaxing, but some of the some of the gameplay is a little bit fast-paced, so there's this really cool dichotomy there where it's like a very relaxed environment, but you gotta do some pretty crazy platforming. You get used to it so quickly, and you learn by trial and error. The hook of that game is that when you die, you instantly respawn. You just pop back up at the beginning of that little section of the the platforming level you're supposed to die a bunch of times there's a little death counter when you press start like that that's that's part of the game it's not something where you're going to rip your hair out and say i don't want to play this anymore it's something where it's going to be like i was so close if i would have just jumped up there i would have gotten it like that's the kind of that's the kind of difficult difficulty it is and i think that you would really dig the hook on this one yeah i'm into that that's definitely going to be played at some point uh that's in the backlog um i appreciate the insight speed of hard games I did take the, the dive into something this weekend. Uh oh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What is it? I, I got nothing. Cuphead. Oh no, you did. Why didn't you tell me? You saved it for content. You son of. <laughs> okay, here's the here's the thing. I played. I don't know. Forty five minutes. I've made no progress. So I... when I go to pick this game up and we play, it's gonna be like the first time. Okay, fair um, enough. Man, so. It, so just to backtrack, <laughs> so Celeste is not like that. And Celeste is not difficulty because it wants you to pull your hair out. It's not like that. Cuphead, like they're trying to punish you. Like, yeah, everything's I, cute. But we want you to be mad. It's so beautiful, by the way. Like it looks so good. Um, got it on the Xbox Series X here. Got it HDR, the, the OLED TV. I'm like, oh, this is just gorgeous. So pretty. Um, so a playthrough, and um, I def. I, I mean, my gosh, the cliche, right? I died so many times, but I was, I learned a lot. Like, right. it, it's basically like you keep chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. You get, you get more, you get more. And, uh, I have no idea how close I am to the, <laughs> the end of the first level, but, uh, so are you doing the first, so, are you doing the first platforming level? You're not fighting a boss right now. You're, you're doing the, the running gun, right? I opted for the running gun. Got it. Okay. There, there are two. That's what's kind of cool about that game is that they're just two very different kind of difficulties. Like they're built into the same game. They have these run and gun platforming esque levels where you've got to just get to the end and not, you know, and survive an onslaught of just, you know, never ending it seeming like people. But then these boss fights are kind of the next, the next level too. It's, it's fun, man. It's fun. We have a, we got Tank Newton in the chat saying he definitely pulled his hair out a few times in Celeste. That's fair. But the game's not designed to make you feel that way. It can happen for sure. You hit the wrong button a few times. You do the wrong thing. You can get mad at it, but it's not Cuphead. And you know when it comes to anger inducing, I um, it's funny. I made a so the background here. If you you aren't aware, uh, 
Cuphead's been a joke in the Geekiverse for a while that I, I need to play this. And, but we want to stream me playing it because I'm going to lose my mind. You know, and it's, it, it'll be funny. Uh, I made a conscious effort, a, a decision here. As I went into it on Sunday, I was like, I am not going to get frustrated. I'm just going to laugh. Like the point of this game is to die over and over. I'm eventually going to get there. I'm not good at video games when it comes to challenging video games. I'm just not. Let's face it. So, uh, and I did pretty good. Only one time did I really want to let an F-bomb fly. And uh, we'll see. I'm on the first level. This is probably the easiest it's going to be throughout the whole game, right? Honestly, not even. I would say the difficulty is pretty flat throughout until maybe just the last two boss battles. It's not a game where like the difficulty ramps up like a spike like that. And to, to your experience... I played this game back when it first came out on the Xbox. I remember sitting on my couch with my buddy Trevor and him and I just passing the controller back and forth, playing that very first run and gun level for three hours and we couldn't beat it. But then fast forward three, four years later, I sit down and I'd play the game. I commit to it again. And for some reason, it just clicks for me. And I was just, you know, I could just think things that seemed like crazy obstacles last time I tried to do this kind of like play the game just clicked in a way that made sense. And that was just like, Oh, this is just like a pattern. Everything has patterns. Right. So I just, it's a weird game where it just randomly will click. I wanted, uh, I wanted to wait so bad to, to stream it, but I just seen the cuphead trailer for Netflix and then just kind of like having this holdover. I was like, I, I gotta start it. If I don't do it now, I'll never do it. So I did. And, uh, the other thing I wanted to say was, uh, prior to that, I, I wanted to go back in time a little bit. So I Googled simply, is Cuphead difficult? And the the articles that come up are hysterical because they're all from when the game launched in October 2017. I don't remember knowing much about the game prior to it coming out, John, that it was going to be a difficult game. Uh, and like there was a Forbes article and all this stuff on them them being like, we didn't like purposely make it a difficult game, but then we kind of just essentially got there. I'm, I'm paraphrasing what they said, but I thought it was really interesting. Uh, especially in this day and age, when we, we think of like the, the souls born games and in the challenge that comes with those, that this was, was not to me advertised as like, this is going to be a really difficult game. This hmm. just looked like a pretty old school platformer. Interesting. I, I remember the coverage being a little bit more focused on the difficulty of the game. Huh. Uh, maybe it was just the, the outlets that I was following back then, and I was very interested in the game. So I, I remember it being like, yo, these are some, like, this is tough. These are tough boss battles. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Courtney and Chad says, I feel like you talking about Cuphead as me playing Mario. <laughs> I'm like, sounds about right. <laughs> Watch her be awesome at Cuphead. I, I believe it. I can confirm she is not. She has tried a few levels. <laughs> I can confirm. Cardio, sorry, I tried to <laughs> get one in your corner there. Maybe next time. Uh, one other thing. I can't believe of all the things that I'm playing, I, that's what we spent a lot of time on. John. Yeah. You know this. I finished Life is Strange. Oh, yes, you finished it. I didn't know you finished it, did I? I, I oh, wait, you, sent, you sent me the platinum. Yeah, you did send me the screenshot. Sent, sent you the platinum. Man. I feel like we should record, you know, we're not going to make this a three episode week, but no. maybe maybe next week we do uh, like a, a plus episode here, okay. a bonus, and we talk because I want to talk about Life is Strange spoiler free. I want to just go deep into it. I want to talk about the decisions you made versus what I made. Right. Uh, at the end of the game, you get to see or every chapter what choices your friends made. You and I had some very different outcomes. Oh, in terms you- of interesting when i played i had nobody on my friends list that had played the game so i didn't have any of that all i saw was like the global stats huh i think you're it so at, at the v- 
if I'm not mistaken, once you beat the game, it unlocks that. I saw the global stats every every chapter, but then it was like, here, here's what your friends did. Oh man, and you and I had a lot of different uh, choices, and I. It's funny because you end up in the same spot, really. But I would love to talk through the mindset on them because I think it's really fascinating. And this is a game, ironically, it's called True Colors. There's no gray area. There is a lot of gray area, excuse me. So um, the the twist, I don't want to say that I saw it coming. I, I'm not going to talk about it. If you haven't played Life is Strange, go play Life is Strange True Colors. It's a very short game. I've never in a in such a short period of time become so enamored with story-based characters as I have with Life is Strange here. And I was not a fan of the previous games. As John said last week, just separate yourself. This is a totally different Life is Strange. This is essentially a, a game on its own that you can go into with no expectations and just enjoy. Right. What a beautiful story. What a beautiful setting. These characters, the writing... It's awesome, dude. It's I, so, uh, so good. I back your sentiment that it's game of the year. As I said, I probably still would have had Halo in front of it. But still, dude, it's easily my top two or three for, for 2021. Awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad you're digging it, man. And you say that. You say like the, you, you, you ne- you've never clicked with characters so quickly in that game. And I totally agree. Alex Chen, all, get all the supporting cast is awesome. But for me, the best character in that game is, is the Town of Haven. Even is so awesome, and it is a character, man. It is, it, it's so much as a character. Doesn't it like uh for like a just a split second make you want to live in a, a community like oh, that? Oh, for sure. It's it, it's like the coolest thing ever because we I played that game and not even I don't know two weeks a week and a half later I went to uh, uh, Vermont and there's this city in Vermont Stowe uh, Stowe Vermont very very similar vibes to the the fictional Haven Colorado very very similar like I, we walked into this one little uh, this one little antique shop that you know was selling local art and stuff like that just along this little main street strip and they were playing music and I'm like yo th- I'm I'm in haven right now this is crazy like there's awesome little coffee shops over there and those people probably live there lived here their whole lives and are like best friends and stuff like that like it had the, the exact perfect vibes for it so um the places do exist it's just you're not going to find them in western new york <laughs> no definitely not um you, i'm sorry you said vermont yeah that was yep Yes, yeah, so that's, that's totally Ver- where lorna and i are going yes eventually yeah so we we uh we stayed in burlington which is um, a little bit more of like a, uh, I would say like an urban city. There's a lot more to do. It's it's, it's like it's like the college town, the, the, uh, the University of Vermont, I think is there, or Burlington, one of the two. But so a lot, lot going on there, really cool waterfront. But just like a 40-minute drive is Stowe. And Stowe is like this ski country, kind of like Ellicottville, but just really small town vibes. Some of the best beer you're going to find in this country. Just so, so cool. Yeah, you had me at the best beer. Um, I mean, damn. Yeah, I we so Lord and I have this thing. Uh, it's a bucket list item to see all fifty states. And um, this year we made some pretty good progress. We were, I think, we saw six states. Uh, so we're we're right around fifteen or sixteen so far. And um, we basically the rule of thumb is we got to go together. We got to uh, do something in that state. So we we got to go to an event. We got to stay overnight. Something. Um, in in that I can't believe in a way that we haven't been to Vermont yet, especially with the way you've talked about it. But that's going to be on the short list coming up for sure. Yeah, when you guys plan that trip, hit me up because I got a lot of lot of recommendations. All beer, <laughs> oh, all beer know. related, so don't worry about that. You know I will. <laughs> As my beer advisor, I, I absolutely will, will keep that going. Um, again, thank you so much if you're joining us on twitch.tv slash thegeekiverse, or if you're listening on podcast services around the globe, watching at youtube.com slash thegeekiverse, or simply just joining our conversation on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We appreciate you. Um, 
next for me in video games, it's a few days away. I've been wanting to start Resident Evil Village, but I'm not going to do it because I've just... Yeah, I, I had a short window here between Life is Strange and Uncharted The Legacy of Thieves Collection. So that's going to be my next game that I dive into. Can't wait to, to enjoy those adventures again. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm on the fence on, on what I want to do there because we can upgrade for ten bucks because we own and I, I own the um, Uncharted Four and Lost Legacy, so that's that's a, that's an easy buy right there. But I just don't know if that's something I want to dive into with uh, with Pokemon Arceus right there. We'll see. Maybe I maybe I split my time up. I don't know. I mean, there, I mean that's a Switch game with Pokemon, so maybe I just need a console game to you know to hold me over when I'm on the couch. We'll see. I'm just so overdue for an Uncharted experience. I, I can't wait to to get that big movie experience. And by the way, see an Uncharted movie in about four weeks' time. Uh, so that's going to be super exciting. Um, last week, we asked you the question of the week. And that was, hey, Microsoft bought Activision. Are you kidding me? Hypothetically, what studio should Sony counter with? And I think we got some good responses. I've got a few kind of pulled up on social media. John, did you have any uh, to share at all? Um, most of the ones I was looking at were the ones that you kind of gathered there. So on my end, no, but I can answer. I can give you my answer to the question if you like. Let's do that. Let's let's lead it off. I mean, how how is it anybody but from software? That that, <laughs> yeah. that is just the yeah. ultimate. I mean, it's it's a. I know they're owned by an, a parent company. So I, they're not their own company. So they'd they'd have to work out a deal to you know for that company to sell from software to Sony. So that would be. Probably very unlikely. All of this is unlikely. Sony doesn't have the kind of money that Microsoft does to go around and buy $70 billion publishing studios. But man, if, if they could just snatch from software and, and get all of those games. I mean, you talk about like the, the, the AAA developer that is the, 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 the hardcore gamer golden boy right now. It's from software. The hardcore gamers can't get enough of these nerdy from software games. They're nuts. So to me, that would just be such a such a huge win for Sony. It would make a lot of a lot of Xbox fans mad. Which again, it's not about that. It's not a war. It's hypothetical. I'm trying to have fun. It is such a. It's so funny. Like I associate them with PlayStation already. Like I would bet you if you asked. No disrespect, but as some casual fans, if they were exclusive to Sony, a lot of people would just say yes. Right. Some of their titles have been. Right. Uh, so it's not, it's not far-fetched at all. I think that's a really good answer. Yeah. I mean, so uh, you got Tank in the chat. Tank uh, Newton says, From Software doesn't want to do Bloodborne again. PlayStation owns the IP. That's the most requested title, and they, just, and they uh, will just have Bluepoint do it. I mean, that's fair. But if this is just like a hypothetical, what would be, you know, the, the, what, what, would, what would be the, the most OP and, you know, what would add the most to Sony's lineup? And I think it would be from software, regardless of that kind of stuff, you know, logistics and negotiations and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Lots of moving factors here, so to speak. Um, from, from the chat, we, we threw online uh, Square Enix. I think that's an interesting one. Saw that come across from Mike. Um, there's another really good one that I had in here. Hang on, hang on, almost there. I got another, I got a live one here from Mike. Uh, Mike would say that they corner EA and make every future Star Wars title exclusive. That would be that would be quite the quite the negotiation there. I mean, they've already kind of done something like that, and with Spider Man, they've got a pretty valuable IP. That's something that maybe a few years ago you would have said like, oh wait, Spider-Man game is going to be exclusive to so like a PlayStation. Why? Every, you know, Spider-Man's Marvel. Why wouldn't they put that everywhere? But to have Spider-Man and Star Wars do that again, crazy. Josh Gav says Valve. 
They don't make games, dude. We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about people, people that actually make games. I uh, I really appreciate that thought, Tank. I think that's very interesting. I think the only caveat, though, is the loophole that uh, Lucasfilm Games created with with saying, "Hey, yeah, EA, you're making games, but we're now pivoting and also gonna." you know expand the license out to whoever we want because we're done with you in terms of exclusivity ea so they could theoretically make an exclusive star wars game but the star wars license wouldn't be exclusive to playstation in my opinion um someone also did mention on facebook uh churd he says someone is bound to buy electronic arts sooner or later but i think the cheaper pick would be sega yeah how much does that does that move the needle i don't know i don't think it does i don't think it does Unfortunately, and EA with with Madden and NHL, I guess, and feet well FIFA above NHL. I would say that's like kind of Call of Duty esque. Those oh, games uh, are frequently uh, in the top ten, right? I would say that's as it's on par with an Activision right there. When you're talking about those those big blockbuster AAA games that are multi platform, you walk into a Walmart, the first three games you're seeing are Madden, Call of Duty, and FIFA probably, or maybe 2K if you live in the states. Like those are those are you know top dogs. So yeah, EA. Locking them up would be crazy, and there wouldn't be a conversation like we're having here with uh, with Microsoft about will they make those games exclusive. Sony would. PlayStation buys somebody; they're making those games exclusive. They're they're not here to share. They're they're they Can want people buying Playstations. Madden and FIFA only on PlayStation. Yeah, I just people yeah. lose their minds. Absolutely. I mean, that would be it. They would they would be so deep. You know, it would almost be something that it's not even worth it because they would want to make those games exclusive, but it wouldn't even be worth the bad press. It wouldn't be, you would just be digging yourself a grave. Yeah, for sure. And like, I mean, I think that they would still lose out on that by not making that a multi-platform title. Oh, because, ju- just like Microsoft and, you know, Call of Duty. Right. We've had that conversation before. But yeah, that, exactly. I think that's why Sony wouldn't even think about going for EA because they're looking for stuff to pad the PlayStation library. They're not in the same situation Microsoft is. Microsoft very clearly is in the publishing game and not just in the publishing game for Xbox anymore. They're, they, they are all in on PC. They have been for years. Obviously, they own Windows and that's where you're playing your PC games. But they're they're open. They, they, the, Minecraft is on the Switch and is on PlayStation. I do not think... We, we talked about this at, at length i don't think call of duty is going anywhere from playstation like they're in the publishing game you're going to see bethesda games on playstation <laughs> the, the uh the first game that bethesda put out under microsoft's umbrella was exclusive to playstation how does that make sense that's you know but like it, they're they're playing two different games if, if sony's going out there to buy a studio or to purchase uh a, an ip or something like that they're doing it to stack the lineup for the playstation to, to, to add more games that you could only play on that box I don't think we've got anything to worry about in terms of a lot of exclusivity. Um, I did very quickly read a a report before we jumped on tonight. And I don't want to get into it too much because I can't cite it. But that the the next three Call of Duty games will be at multi-platform. And we'll, we'll circle back to it. But after that, it's anyone's guess. Again, we've talked about this at length. Can't imagine that those become exclusive because that is just not, it doesn't make any fiscal sense to do so, but it is a fascinating discussion. Nonetheless. Uh, So my answer to this question, uh, what studio should Sony counter with my pie in the sky answer that I, if you asked me two weeks ago, if a hypothetical happened where Activision would be under the Xbox game studios banner, I would say, (laughs) okay, that's ridiculous, but here we are. So I don't think anything's crazy. Uh, Take Two Interactive to Sony would be my my guess. That would be oh my gosh, 
you get a, an exclusive Red Dead Redemption, an exclusive GTA. Talk about people losing their minds and also not making fiscal sense because GTA is just a monster that you need to play on any any console or PC at this point. Right. Uh, it's just it's bonkers. That's that'd be crazy. I mean, lock that up. But then you're talking you're talking about taking some very very big high profile AAA games. Um, away from other platforms but it's that that's that's the way it would be that's the way sony would do it i don't think they can afford take two though again this is all hypothetical just worth noting that take two is such a big company tony does not have microsoft money we'd have agreed they do not have microsoft money we'd have to see what it looks like and there'd have to be some deal there were some fancy maneuverings with the stock on uh, uh on the activision deal but for what it's worth uh sony is worth about five billion dollars in assets Sony is worth $79 billion in assets. Take-Two Interactive is worth about $5 billion. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily mean they could just, oh, we have way more money, we can buy you. Right. That's not how it works. There's some caveats. But they are exponentially bigger as a company. Granted, as we said, they don't have Microsoft money. But I did just look, at the, look that up in a nutshell to say, would this be possible? And it would. There'd have to be some fancy maneuvering there. But can you imagine if something like that went down? I couldn't. I couldn't. It'd be insane. We'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens because Sony's got to do something, right? Did you see uh, that? Did you see? So someone made. Oh man, I wish I could cite this, but I just want to talk about it in a roundabout way. The uh, someone someone um, put together a chart of all of these gaming companies and what their what their app what their value is, and so not counting not counting Sony as a company, but just counting counting PlayStation as a brand, um, and not counting Xbox count, or not counting Microsoft, but counting Xbox. Uh, I think number one was like EA. No, number number one is PlayStation. Number two, I think, is EA. Three is Nintendo. Um, and then I think it was like Take Two, and then it was Xbox, and then Activision was a few down the line. And then with the with the acquisition of Activision, that only bumped Xbox up to three. <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> it's crazy the 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 market cap that that PlayStation has. We don't I mean like we think about these these companies in terms of companies, and of course Microsoft's everywhere. You turn left or right, you're going to see a Windows logo and a Microsoft product, but. PlayStation really, really dominates the gaming space when it comes to the consoles, especially after last generation. It is crazy to think because you'd also think it's a lot closer than that. But uh, hey, this is good for us, right? Oh yeah, Consumer. especially if we're for- fortunate enough to have both boxes, man. It's or even if you're just fortunate enough to have a PlayStation and play those play those Xbox games on PC, killer. You said it last week. There's no shortage of options when it comes to looking for stuff to play nowadays. So if you own anything, you're you're lucky. If you own two systems, wow. Uh, I think so. I, as I mentioned to you, I was looking for games to play in my Xbox library. I have like 647 games across Games with Gold, my own purchase games, and Game Pass. That's insane. That is like I, I nuts. I'd love to calculate, like, if I were to literally play all of those, would, like, how old would I be by the time I was done? Assuming I still work, you know, 40 hours a week. Just crazy. No shortage of options these days. Um, I think probably getting to the news here. We Some good discussion so far. Lots of topics to get to, but, man, when you, when you talk about video games, we the Geekiverse are super excited. When you happen to blend Star Wars with video games, that's like our... That's our apex, man. That's the top of the top. It's just, it's what we were made for. Wow. So we've got a lot of that here to talk about apex. this week. Nice one. Nice accidental uh, pun there. Thank you. Was it? Yeah, I, th- it was. I think it was. Uh, <laughs> so um, let's see here. Let's kick it off today. We got 
news from a press release from Electronic Arts and Lucasfilm Games. Three new Star Wars games in development, all from Respawn. Sort of. In my head... Uh, the, the, the strategy game is being uh, produced by Respawn in partnership with another development that's overseeing the development. It's in the, it's in the press release, but they're not actually developing that strategy game. Without knowing anything else, John, do you have any interest in, in that game? No, I didn't have interest in it before I even knew that. <laughs> just I don't know. I mean, like, of course you, you of course you can put out something fun and get me excited, but just I know strategy games aren't my thing. And I think it's the team that uh what's the what's the big strategy game? What's the one? Um XCOM. XCOM. I think it, yeah. I think it's in, in partnership with either that uh that development team or people who used to work for that team. People who are good in that franchise are are working on this this game with uh with respawn. So real quick pivot. Um What's the the Marvel game that's supposed to be uh, XCOM like that's that's coming out soon? It's in development. <laughs> Didn't even know it was a thing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, for for guys like us who are not traditionally into those games, despite how much we love a Marvel IP or Star Wars, like just doesn't even register on my radar. I hate to say. No, I mean like we'll get like a, a Gears Tactics. I play every Gears of War game that gets announced. I'm like, I'm good. Halo Wars doesn't move. I never never played a second of that game. One or two, just not for me. You know what's unfortunate is I played Halo Wars 2 and I got an achievement. <laughs> so it's on my playlist. Uh, I'm like, why is that unfortunate? You're one of those people. Yeah, I'm one of those people. I, I don't want it on there. I look like an idiot. No. Don't comment on that. All right. So from IGN, in terms of EA and Respawn and Star Wars, EA is far from finished with the Star Wars universe. The publisher is working on three new Star Wars games, all of which are being overseen in one form or another by developer Respawn Entertainment of Titanfall fame. Uh, the games compromise a sequel, a sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, an FPS, and a strategy game. No release dates have been offered for any of the new games. So, John, we knew about Fallen Jedi Fallen Order for a while. They, they've, they've come out and said it, that they're working on a, a sequel to that game. Today, they've talked about it in, like, investor calls. Today, they actually put it, though, to the press in a release. So we know that's coming. We're super excited about that. Before I move on to the other stuff, from your point of view, you and I both enjoyed Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, it's one of the games I played last year uh, for PS5 when it, they re-released it. We both played it on Xbox when that came out in 2019. Had a good time. Do you want this to be a direct sequel in the way that this continues the story of Cal Kestis and his crew? Or do you want to see a totally new era whether that's the sequel trilogy or or something in between that is Jedi based and is of course about a fallen order, uh, but maybe features a different Jedi or force user in here. Like hmm. what, what do you think? That is, uh, that is something I hadn't thought of. Um, honestly, sign me up for either. And I think you, you pitch me either game and I'm equally excited. Um, but I think the potential to do something different and to follow a new Jedi and, you know, for a new reason, I mean, you're talking fallen orders, you got, you got, you got plenty of options. You got three different regimes you can go through to, to, you know, to, to do that. So, um, I think I'd, I don't have a preference either way. It's, it's respawn. They made that game. If like it, the the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, whatever it is, it it might be my my one or two most anticipated game that I know nothing about. I just I would I want that game right now. I want to play more more in that world in that engine um, with that gameplay that respawn has given us. But yeah, whether it's something new or whether it's a, a continuation of Cal's story, I don't know. I don't know. I was so excited to 
to not only get Jedi Fallen Order, but to have it be a, a good game. Um, it was Geek versus Game of the Year that year. Obviously, we're Star Wars fans all through and through, so there, there was a little of that in there. But it is a good quality game, and I cannot wait to see what Respawn does with a sequel there. Uh, I almost wonder, like, this is this is not a fair comparison, but when this news broke today, I was like, I was thinking to myself, okay, Respawn developed Jedi Fallen Order. They're now working on parts of three more Star Wars games. So I think we've got, what, confirmed seven or eight Star Wars games in development across all these different developers, uh, whether it's Ubisoft, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank, but it doesn't matter. Amy Hennig's game, that's a big one. Yes, Amy Hennig. Uh, so when you think about Insomniac, and we joke about like how they're pulling a lot of the weight for Sony right now, in terms of they released Miles Morales, they're working on Spider-Man 2, which is probably relatively close to coming out, say in the next year, uh, two years. Um, and we also got Wolverine. Yeah. When, when do these guys have time to, to sleep? So uh, what they are to Marvel is a little bit of what I'm seeing with Respawn to Star Wars here. Even though we've got a lot of big name publishers and developers working on exciting projects there, we have Respawn, renowned for Titanfall, for Apex Legends. They're working on three titles. That's, they're really going into overdrive here. We don't have anything rumored from DICE or any of the, the other EA studios at this point. Kind of a crazy comparison, but something worthwhile. I was gonna draw the same comparison. It feels like it feels like Disney has found their their golden boys. When I can't believe I just used that phrase twice in the same episode. Um, <laughs> they've they have found their 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 cash cows. Let's use that when it comes to their two most valuable IP. That's probably not true, but uh, the the two most the two IPs that I care the most about, and maybe the two the two that are most relevant in pop culture right now. Um, I mean, like you 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 give uh, Insomniac that that Spider Man game, and you look at what they do with it, and you give respawn that jedi game which they had to fight for uh disney is not very keen on letting people use jedi that game was supposed to be about a bounty hunter game they had to come back with a pitch to prove why they could work with the jedi and to see what they did with that like i, I think it's just going to be full steam ahead with those two studios just representing the disney brand and those two those two franchises hey that's a pretty good job security for both of them uh, if nothing else and they've produced quality titles it, jedi fallen order is one of my favorite star wars titles ever right where you can talk ad nauseum about spider-man it's just it's good stuff and it almost makes sense as okay why are these guys able to make so much stuff at once well maybe they're maybe it's because they're being bankrolled by disney at this point <laughs> like maybe disney's like hey you guys do great work uh take your top talent spread it out here's more people here's more money here's more resources work on three star wars games work on spider-man 2 and miles morales oh yeah you can still work on that ratchet and clank game here's some more money for that also give us wolverine like that's that's gotta be what's happening right I forgot about Ratchet and Clank. Yes, it's insanity. Insomniac launches two AAA quality titles in the first seven months of the PS5. They're working on these other two. Respawn's doing this. They're supporting Apex Legends on top of it. A little bit sad that we're not we're not getting that Titanfall three. One day. This makes it a little better though. This this gives you know this this uh this, this sets me it sets me up for success a little bit. I've always been bummed. Titanfall's awesome. Bring it back, but after this. Titanfall is fantastic. So this is how I imagine a company like Respawn coming to me, the fan that they would never talk to and be like, Josiah, we, we have some news. We're working on three games. None of them are Titanfall. And I would be like, what are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. They're all Star Wars games. Okay. Okay. Uh, sounds good. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. I forgive you. I love you. Here's the pre-order. <laughs> I would right now 
plunk down pre-order money without knowing anything more than we know today. And that's ridiculous. That's when you know you got somebody. Yeah. I'm a sucker. We're dumb. My name's Josiah. It's okay. But hey, it is what it is. So we talked about the sequel there. Uh, I don't, we talked about the strategy game that you and I really don't have an interest in, but we, we'll, we'll hear about it. Uh, third, the, the FPS. Yes. What, what, there's so many directions they could go there. Like, holy crap. What, what, what are your thoughts right away? So we've got something in the chat here. Uh, Tank Newton says, Star Wars First Assault will be the FPS that comes back. I think that's a guess there. Uh, he, think that was, he thinks that was in development around the same time as 1313. Um, I like it, but I, I I would I would imagine it's going to be something completely new. I I don't think that I don't think that respawn hops in and uh, takes over a project that was a thing or recreates a game. Um, I think this is a a fresh take on a Star Wars first person shooter from respawn. When does it take place? I don't know. I mean, how do how do you make a first person shooter work in Star Wars? I mean, I know that there's a lot of blasters and stuff like that, but not necessarily our our main characters usually wielding those weapons. You know, so you got to think you got to think clone troopers, you got to think stormtroopers, stuff like that. I would love something during the Clone War era. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I don't know. That would be really cool. We haven't gotten much in the way of the prequel trilogy when it comes to the video games, minus some DLC for Battlefront 2. I've, I've seen some people online disappointed, um, some YouTubers, that they're just assuming right now that, oh, we're not getting Battlefront 3. I've got some questions there. Like Battlefront 2, whatever you think of it, is a very complete, deep game now. Right. Right now, at this point in time. It's got every era of Star Wars. I don't know really what more you could add to it without, you know, with going into a, a third game. To me, that's a little difficult. Even if you're adding some of the the uh, sequel trilogy stuff, I think you got to wait for a few more movies to come out, in my opinion, before you make that relevant. Just my opinion. But if tomorrow EA was like, hey, we're doing Battlefront 3, you know, I'd be excited. Yeah. So uh, past that, I think... I would love to see a 1313 brought back from the dead. That concept was very intriguing to me. You know, maybe the dirtier side of things in, in uh, the bounty hunter life in Coruscant, even though we're going getting a little bit of a revision on the character that is Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett on Disney plus. Um, that would be interesting. I like your line of thinking with thinking something during the clone wars. And I like the idea of maybe something in between, um, the 30 years between return of the Jedi and force awakens where maybe you're some sort of smuggler, not really sure what's going on in the galaxy. The, the power has shifted much like we saw in the Mandalorian. Maybe that's something right. uh, I know That'd that's be awesome. that been a, an unfounded rumor. So, so take it for what it's worth at this point that people have had some smoke on there being some sort of Mandalorian based game. Maybe that's it. We'll see. It's popular property for Disney right now. So there's no shortage of, of, of directions you could go and saying that this is an FPS. But um, I'm excited to see what's next, whatever that looks like. So our question of the week, it only makes sense. We didn't talk about it earlier. We want you, the, the listener, to let us know at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube, or twitch.tv slash Geekiverse if you're tuning in right now. What do you want to see in Respawn's Star Wars FPS? Is it a character you want to see? Is it a new one, an existing one? Is what time frame is it in? What what series of planets? You know what's go crazy. Tell us what your ideal respawn FPS is when it comes to Star Wars games. Love to talk about it in the chat. John, we got some Star Wars news before this. Before this today, we got Lego Star Wars, a game we've much talked about in uh, social media and 
uh, even just most anticipated games for this year. We finally got a release date for Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. It's coming out April 5th, 2022. Can't wait to get my hands on it. We saw about a six-minute gameplay trailer with some narration and explanation from Traveler's Tales. What did you think of what you saw, John? I thought it was awesome, man. I mean, obviously, I'm a big Star Wars fan. We do do a, a Star Wars podcast called Star Wars Review that we're having a lot of fun with right now. Um, I've never played more than a few minutes at max of a, of a Lego game. It's just not something that really interests me. Um, it's just the, the, the gameplay itself is just a little too vanilla for me when it comes to what I'm looking for. The stories are fun. I dig the Lego movies like the, you know, the, the star Wars specials and stuff like that. I love that. I wish they did that like every year. Same thing with Halloween. Those are awesome. Um, yeah, but, uh, so it's just not something that's ever really moved the needle for me, but just watching the trailer for this one and that breakdown, it just seems like it's such a, a step up. The, it, it seems like the, this, third person you know drawn in camera this more cinematic style sounds silly for a lego property right but like the, the it seems like this is just being handled with with so much more care um it just looks it just looks way way more intriguing to me um the like i said it looks a lot more cinematic um it's super super expansive we're talking about all nine uh, skywalker saga films i like that you you hop in at the, at the beginning of a, of a of a trilogy so you can't just boot up the game and you know you know pick episode 5 or something like that you got to start a trilogy off that's kind of cool i like how they're kind of almost like three separate games but uh, all in one one package so this might be something i pick up um like like i said haven't really Diving into a Lego game before, but it's going to be on the Switch, so that might be my easy excuse to just pull the trigger and you know have something I can play on the go, just a little bit of a Lego game, and just kind of re-experience that Star Wars story. Dude, that's I agree with all of that. Uh, Lego Star Wars. It was called the Complete Saga. Obviously, not complete anymore, but it was 2007. It was episodes one through six. Came out on the 360 PS3 era just about every other system. Uh, it was the first game I got a, like the, the max gamer score in. So I got a thousand points on my 360. Love those games. Uh, if for nothing else on the properties that they entertain, whether it's been Harry Potter, Indiana Jones, uh, the Marvel series that they've had going on. Some of the games fall flat. They're just Jurassic Park was boring for me. They're not exciting games in the fact, like you said, that the mechanics are anything challenging because these are some of the best family games on the market. Uh, but you're right. They really re... Uh, vamp this formula for this game and really went all in on these movies. We got this announcement at E3 2019. I remember being so excited for it. So it's it's great to finally see it come out after three delays. But um, some of the things we saw in the trailer, like all the planets you can visit, they're side missions, so it doesn't necessarily even stick to the main story. Uh, th that's really exciting to me. I believe there's five levels per movie. So you get episode one, you get five levels, episode two, so on and so forth. Uh, I think I know the answer to this question, John, but let's say you get that game day one. What trilogy are you starting with? Ooh, you can't know the answer because I don't know the answer. Man, what would I do? I w the, the, the thing is, I would buy that game and I'm not sure that I would commit to a full playthrough. I'm not sure that I would, you know, I'm, I'm sinking into this and I'm spending a good amount of time with it. And this is going to be something I, I main path and I get through. So I don't know that I would start with the original trilogy. I might, I might go have some fun with the prequel trilogy, honestly. Like, I don't know. I, I might just mess around a little bit. I would probably start all three if I'm allowed to do that. I don't know. I, I, I would probably hop around best I could, but um, I, I don't know. I'd probably go with prequels for some reason. That's just, uh, that's just a fun world. And I, and I'll say that I've probably experienced the least amount of 
extra media when it comes to the prequels. Like there's so much around, there's comics and stuff like that. There's so much around the original trilogy and even the the sequel trilogy, comic books like the the uh, the story of Kylo Ren and all all these other you know mediums that I've experienced these stories in. I feel like I haven't gotten a lot of that with the prequel stuff. So I th- that might be where I would dive in. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a rare moment where I would have lost money on a bet saying what John would say. Uh, I would have said original trilogy, I, you know, based on what we've done with release order and watching the movies and even Star Wars review that we're, we're recording nowadays. Um, in my head, I, I go back and forth. Uh, I, I don't think there's a wrong answer per se. Uh, definitely not sequels trilogy, but I, I would go back and forth between prequels and original. <clears throat> and I think I might do prequels uh, just to do one through nine. I, I don't know. Um, I think I think that would be fun. You're talking about some of the media that's out there. It's mostly focused, especially in the Disney canon, on the original and sequel trilogy, right? Because that's the investment, and that's in their minds what's most important. So, prior to Disney, almost I would say vast majority of media that came out in the form of books and comics was surrounded with the prequel trilogy. But that's that's just a matter of the time frame, right? Those were 1999 to 2005. George Lucas owned the company, so everything he did was based around those, including the Clone Wars. Um, I guess I didn't really, for some reason, con- consider the Clone Wars. I don't know why. It just feels like it's a, a, an entirely different property because it's just so tonally different than the prequels. But I guess that's that. Like by definition, that's extra extra content in the, in the prequels. It's right between set two and three. So definitely wrong about it that. It is. Don't forget, John, that Lucas did those before he sold the company, minus this last season that Disney picked up last year. So that's totally valid. It, it does feel separate. Um, but man, I, I could talk about Star Wars all day. We know this. Uh, for me, that's a game I'm telling you right now. I'm going to 100% going after the Platinum. Got the special edition pre-ordered on PS5 because I love the stupid little slipcover. Have you, have you seen this? John? No, I have not uh, seen this. Okay. Oh, the, the original game case looks great because it's got like all the characters on it it's got ray with her yellow lightsaber so on and so forth this one uh it's got the slip cover over it it's darth vader and then if you pull it off his helmet comes off and it's anakin skywalker oh no uh, that's so cool right. and it comes with a steel book love those Big so band. Uh, it was only 10 bucks more and oh. uh i pre-ordered that honestly a year and a half ago what uh, uh I what, what platform did you get it for ps5 Yep, I'm I'm ready to go. Uh, I couldn't go wrong, but uh, you know, I think Switch would be really fun because that's that's a good game to. What isn't a good game to play on the go? But this one in particular, because you can pick it up every so often. I wonder. Know? I wonder what the the um the performance differences is going to be. I hopefully it's just like frame rate and nothing too crazy visually. The games looked impressive. The trailers looked really really good. And even when you go onto the eShop and you pull up like the uh, the videos and the screenshots on the eShop, it looks incredible. But I'm sure they're using the best possible versions of those screenshots. They're not using the Switch version for that. Just my guess. So I, I might wait and see a little bit of a, a digital foundry breakdown on that kind of stuff before I pull the trigger on the Switch version because I don't want to play it if it's a mess. I yeah that that's a good point. This is a big game. I mean, it's not a huge graphical fidelity game, but at the same time, it it's it, meaty. It looks uh, like a big upgrade over the previous Lego engine, though. Like I I don't know. I watched that trailer and it 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 looks it looks a lot better. They they got some some good cell shading, some good some good uh, volumetric fog. A couple of buzzwords for you. Uh, it it <laughs> oh, looks look at you. It, it looks really good. Well, I was gonna say that you could borrow the game, but alas, I am getting the physical copy and. Your, your PlayStation, man, it just doesn't doesn't take those. It does not. It's not going to take it. So I'm sorry, but it is what it is. It's all right. Uh, cannot wait to play that game. And when it comes out, I'm going to have a lot to say about it. So stay tuned to the Geekiverse for that in a little over two months. 
So exciting. John, we also got news from another big developer this week. Uh, we've got a little bit of a tease for the next IP for Blizzard. Uh, Xbox exclusive, right? Maybe. I guess we'll see. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah. Uh, so Blizzard hit us today with just a little bit of a press release. Not much information, but I'll read from it just for some context. So uh, create a new universe with us. Blizzard is embarking on our next on our next quest. We're going on a journey in a whole new universe, home to a brand new survival game for PC and console. Not consoles, just console. I guess we'll see. Uh, a place just full of <laughs> just saying, uh, a place full of heroes that we have yet to meet, stories yet to be told, and adventures yet to be lived. A vast realm of possibility waiting to be explored. So this serves as an announcement, but it also serves as an advertisement for people to come work for the development studio. Because the next line is, every story needs a teller, and every world needs builders. What if that could be you? So they go on to talk about how they, they're they're hiring pretty uh, pretty heavily for this project right now. So. All we know is it's a brand new survival game. There's some key art that's out there. Um, it, it seems like it's some very early concept art, but it's exciting. It's a new, seemingly single player, or maybe at the very least, probably narrative focused game from Blizzard. So I'm pumped about it. Survival, you say, sounds very Xbox. <laughs> hey, right. I guess we we'll see. Yeah, very interesting. One of the biggest names in in gaming to you know to drop that today. Very exciting. Always good to get new IPs. Of course, we love our sequels, right? That's that's they're safe, they're fun. But to get the new IP is a little bit exciting for sure. So it is stuff there. We, from, we got what, we, uh, what was that? Go ahead. Uh, this was just from the from their blog on uh, on, on Blizzard. If you're asking where where it was from, but we got a great great comment in chat here from Josh Gav. Good to see Josiah brought some extra AOL discs this week. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Just stacking them in there. Stacking them in there. I did my best. You it's know? good. The, the dial-up is, is strong today, my friend. I mean, hey, 5.0, working well. <laughs> so let's get to the, the final thing uh, that uh, we want to talk about. From It's not really news, but it kind of is. It's big news. It's just personal. Big news. You're going to real. You're going to find out the number of total hours I've played on PS5 this year. Yeah. If you haven't seen, uh, PlayStation was sending out notifications this week on your 2021 wrap-up. If you go to wrapup.playstation.com, you can enter your information and find out some very interesting stats about the games and trophies you collected over the last year. Kind of fun. A lot of services do this, whether it's uh, Microsoft, Nintendo, but Sony did theirs. The first full year, the first full year of the PS5 generation. John, do you have yours pulled up? I do. I've got it. Right. I've got it. So I want to go kind of like comparison uh, side by side here. Last year, you played for how many total hours? 41 hours on the PlayStation yeah. 4. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're a freaking liar. Okay. Uh, so they do break it down by console. Oh, they're not showing my Vita stats. Got plenty of Vita stats, man. I played played so much on the Vita last year. Um, so forty one <laughs> hours on the PS four, but on the PS five, this seems low, but I'll, I'll go with it. Uh, three hundred and twenty nine hours, totaling three seventy for my PlayStation hours for for the year. Seems low, but uh, I guess I guess we'll go with it. Three seventy, huh? Yeah, three seventy. What do you got here? Three fifty. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, uh, nothing on Vita. Yeah, me let's either. Two sixty seven on PS five. 83 on ps4 oh okay yeah you, you plugged that bad boy more than i did one hour played online that's kind of hysterical interesting i had three i, I had 339 locally and i had 31 hours played online which is 
that that also seems incredibly low for the amount of time I probably logged into Fortnite because that was last year was the Marvel season for Fortnite, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. If anybody can, I don't know if it was it was 2021, right? Well, yeah, I believe so. You, I, you play there across numerous systems, though. Mostly on PlayStation, like 90% on PlayStation. When I sit down in front of my TV playing Fortnite, it's on PlayStation. The Switch is like few and far between. So there's something up with these numbers, something funky here, because I I yeah. pro- I have dozens and dozens of hours. But I got I got the Battle Pass level 100 back to back times on Fortnite on seasons last year. I got the I got the the one that was the Marvel one and the one that had the Mandalorian. I made sure I maxed those out. So that's got to be like 100 plus hours of online play. So Take it, take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt. All right. There, there's one or two things on here that I was like, oh, I don't think that's accurate, but uh, we'll see. 112 total days played for me. What it, what do you got there? It, it breaks it down there. Oh, okay. So different days. Like, 112 you have. Uh, yeah. I played on 195 different days. Interesting. So you played shorter sessions, just a lot more of them. Guess it so. Sounds like. Um. All right. All right. I like this so far. In 2021, you played how many games? Still counting. It's going up. Okay. Uh, just 11? 11 games? That's the... <laughs> yes? Eight, eight for me. Got it. It seems, it seems wrong. So yeah. I, I, can, I can just debunk this whole thing right now because my number one game is Fortnite with 174 hours, and you can't play that game locally. So I'm sorry, PlayStation. You did something wrong here. How could I have only spent... 31 hours played online, but you're also telling me my number one game is Fortnite with 174 hours. Here's what you didn't know, John. You were playing the vast majority of those offline against bots and me. Oh, so that's why I had so many even, wins. Doesn't even make sense. That's why I played so well last sense. year. Yeah, exactly. I just, I was helping you. It's what I do. Uh, yeah. So I, I know some of these are going to be wrong. Like it's like when you pause certain games and you come back to them the next day and you played 25 hours. Right. You're like, what? That doesn't even make sense. Um, how about the games in terms? So top, top five. five. Yeah. In so terms my, of hours. My number one is Fortnite with 174. Um, number two, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, 35 hours. Okay, that's fine. I played. I, Interesting. I, I spent a good amount of time as a pickup and play game of that. Um, which again, all multiplayer. So there's an extra 35 hours right there. Uh, wait a minute. That might add up. 35 is what they said. For some reason, they're not counting Fortnite. There it is. 35 is what they said I played online last year, and that would have been the only other game I played online was Call of Duty. So for some reason, they didn't scoop my Fortnite numbers for that. <laughs> um, number three, Deathloop. I spent 25 hours in Deathloop. Uh, number four, I spent 24 hours with Guardians of the Galaxy. And number five, I spent 21 hours with Ratchet and Clank Rift, Rift Apart. All right. Here's, it's about to get crazy. Uh 82 hours for me, number one, for Immortals Phoenix Rising. What? Which you and I have like not talked about. No. I, sp- I spent a long time in that game. I don't think it was 82 hours. I think it was closer to 50. Okay. But I went through and 100%ed and platinum that game. Got it. Um, which it's not the biggest game in the world, but it, it takes some time. So maybe 82 is accurate. But in my head, I would have said, hey, 50-55. Okay. Okay. I don't know. It's all I played probably for a solid month or two. So anyway, uh, number two, Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I do remember you went back and played that again. 46 hours. That seems excessive as well, but who knows? You, did you get the, uh, you got the platinum on that? I did. So you've done it twice yeah. now with Xbox and with PlayStation? I've got the 1,000 gamer score on Xbox, 
get the the platinum on PlayStation. What a what a the, step down in a way to you know say that you've completed the game. I've got the thousand gamers tour. Come on, Xbox, know, figure it out. It's Make like, something. Fun. And you guys, PlayStation stole trophies from you. You know they did it first. Achievements were the OG. And trophies play- were a joke at first, right? And it was, now it's yeah. not that way. <laughs> no, trophies are like the the premier you know tr- tracking system of of you know it's it's it, honestly it's probably just based on name alone. Trophies just sound cool. They do, yeah. Gamer score not not so cool. Um, right. However, I did pass a hundred thousand this year, which is bonkers. That's awesome. Uh, so, number three, Ratchet and Clank. Another all these games I platinumed. I platinumed this as well. Thirty five hours. Oh, okay. And this is not Rift Apart, by the way. Oh, that's that's twenty fifteen or whatever. Twenty sixteen Ratchet. Twenty sixteen Ratchet. Oh, yes. Okay. Number number four, Death Loop. Thirty two hours. Sounds about right. I took I took my time with that, uh, and then number five, NHL 22, 24 hours. Okay, when that came out. We got a review copy. I was all about that game. I just wanted to sink as much time as possible. So that's only from like a week or two. Um, so interesting. Rift Apart does not make the top five. I can't believe Guardians didn't either. I know it's not the longest game in the world, but I would imagine you spent some time with it, kind of similar to Deathloop. But it, it must have just missed. Yeah, I I must have. Maybe closer to 20 hours, but this, yeah, I'm with you there. This next section, I don't want to go through. This is where we, we talked about how cool trophies are. This is just going to be embarrassing. <laughs> All right, you go first. Uh, 177 new trophies. That's it. <laughs> just, just, I'm only laughing because I'm looking at my number. That's, right. what I, that's why I preface it this way, because I know you're going to crush me. You had a, a, a much stronger focus on trophies this year. Uh, so 177, I had one platinum, which would have been Life is Strange, probably. That makes sense. Uh, and then 10 yep, gold, 14 sure. silver, and 152 bronze. John. What'd you get? 418. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's a good, that's a good year. I had a really good year. Yeah. Five platinums. Um, I'm just... You know, uh, 20 gold, 81 silver, 312 bronze. I, I'm really happy with that year. That's impressive, Rashawn, if you're ever seeing this, man, I'm coming for you. Yeah, wait, you're no your, longer gonna be the platinum king. I'm, I'm gonna your, get you. Where's your wrap up numbers, Rashawn? Let's see them. Yeah, let's see it. That's, That's good, right. man. That's I, I do. I do want to focus more on trophies, but like I get to the point with games where I'm like, all right, I got enough out of this. I just it's just so rare for me to get caught up in a game where I want to go back and do everything in it. Same. Here's my philosophy on trophies. I do not want to just trophy hunt for the sake of doing it. I've got to really like the game. I almost want to finish it to. To, to have a badge of honor. So I love being a Star Wars fan and saying that I platinum Jedi Fallen Order or Life is Strange recently. So, hey, that was my first platinum for 2022. Uh, or even Ratchet and Clank. Like, I like that a lot. Um, but if it's a game that I just wanted, to, like Resident Evil 7, I really enjoyed, but I want to get through the story, I'm not going back to play that. Like, I'm, no, that's crazy. One of the, one of the trophies is finish the game in four hours. It took me 12. Like, just <laughs> stop it. <laughs> like, the, Imagine how pissed I would be if if I finished it in four and a half hours. Like, no way, no way. Um, I think that's it for stats. Yeah, I think that was most of about the, some global stats. Games. Yeah, most of like yeah that kind of stuff. But kind of a fun thing to look back and compare with friends as we just did there. So we, love we'd it. love to hear from you. Let it, let us know uh, on social media what you got. If if you're anywhere close to John and I, or if you you just trump us. Um. Wow. Speechless. John, I think that I, I know crazy stuff. Uh, 
This has been another good episode of Busy Sticks. I think uh, it's just about time for us to wrap up things. Uh, super appreciate you guys at twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse. We've got a busy week ahead. We've got some really awesome stuff to look forward to. So, John, where can people find you if they want to interact with you on social media? And what do we got to look forward to later on in the week if you missed the beginning of this episode? Man, so I'm just about everywhere at, uh, at Disruptoid. Find me there talking about all sorts of nonsense. Baseball right now because I'm sad about the Hall of Fame. Hockey because that's just perpetually depressing. Football because that's just perpetually depressing. Uh, but video games are fun, so I'll talk about those a lot there. So follow me for that. Um but what do we got going on, man? Friday, like we talked about top of the show, Friday, Greg Miller is coming to hang out with us. He, Greg is spending a, a whole day and he's hopping on to different community member podcasts and we were we were selected to be uh, on that coveted list. So I'm, I'm pumped. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be streamed on the Kind of Funny Games Twitch channel. So twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, we will have that recorded and uploaded to our usual podcast services and uh, youtube.com slash The Geekiverse. But Man, we're so excited. We sat down. We, we, we had to get together in person for this one. Joe and I had a beer and we're like, you know what? Let's just plan out this episode. What do we, let's, let's get this structured. Let's have some fun. Like, what are we going to do with Greg Miller for an hour? So can't wait. It's so crazy to me that later this week, I'm going to sit down at this station, open up Discord. It's not, it's not going to just be John. It was great to see in general. I'm also going to see Greg Miller. Like, what? What? Crazy. What what a time it's going to be for us selfishly. We're we're just going to enjoy so much about it. We hope that is contagious to you, the listener. Thanks for joining this ride here uh, on Busy Sticks. We love talking video games. We love interacting with the community here. Uh, we've got a lot going on. We're going to talk with Greg Miller later this week. If you like Star Wars, like we do, Star Wars and video games, we're talking a brand new series. We've got a few episodes underway. Star Wars Reviewed. We are going through the entire saga, not just the Skywalker saga, but also Solo and Rogue One. We're ranking the Star Wars movies. We're talking about them. We're talking about our first experience. We're watching the theatrical trailers. We're talking box office. We're yelling at JT for liking Harry Potter better than Star Wars. It's a great, great time. Get involved with it at thegeekiverse.com, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. As John mentioned, at youtube.com slash thegeekiverse the occasional twitch.tv slash the gigaverse. And also there's one other thing we got to mention. If you should so choose to support us, if you have the means to do so, you can do so at patreon.com slash the gigaverse. There's numerous levels of support that you can donate there. And if you can't, that's fine. Even just telling a friend about what we're doing here is exciting for us. We appreciate your support. Support. Wow. Support. I like that word. For John. I'm, just, I'm so excited for Friday. Support. Support. Support your boy. For John, for Josiah, thank you very much for tuning in. Can't wait to catch you this Friday night with Greg Miller. Have an awesome night.